welcome to Divine Renovation for the rest of us. My name's Dan O'Rourke, and along with me today is Christopher Drew. <sighs> hey, Dan, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's our live studio audience all applauding in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only we could fit more people in our, our sound booth. It's a, You know, I, I, I shouldn't joke. I mean, our sound booth is pretty awesome. It's amazing that we have one. Yeah. I mean, like, we're here in a sound booth. Right. That is built inside of a church. Yeah. And uh, I think that's pretty remarkable. It is pretty remarkable. I, I don't have a sound booth in my church, so, you know, cheers to you guys. <laughs> there you go. You, you should consider building one. I could, I yeah. should live closer to where your church is. So right. That would be so there. much more convenient <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'll get on that for you. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, solving my problems, we're here to talk about joy. We are here to talk about joy. I mean, the last time we talked about discontent, which is, is super exciting and important, but uh, we may have left you... You know, discontented and left you there. So maybe, maybe joy is a joy. good thing to bring in. Yeah, it's time for some joy. Yeah, like to the world, as it were. Oh, do you know that song? I've heard it at least once. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you might bust into tunes for us. Though. Oh well, keep hoping, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we what, let, let's okay, let's back up. Yeah. When we talk about joy, I mean joy is uh, clearly a, a large topic. But what what are we looking at getting at specifically today? So I think we're talking about that that consistent sustaining slow burn of joy that one that that when you you look back in your life or, or look over a period of time you're saying that this was a this was a good experience that i it's more than you enjoyed it but you I, again to switch from what we just talked about uh, there's that deeper level of of contentment of of satisfaction of yeah this is this is really sustaining me this is bringing me to the place that i want to be this is this is growing me in, a, in ways that are healthy um saint benedict's has this this excellent motto or, or purpose statement is as they are all about to form disciples who joyfully live out their mission of Jesus Christ. And I I think that is fantastic. And I wanted to drill into into that statement, particularly the concept of joyfully living this out. Excellent. So uh, in many respects, there's, there's a few things at, at play with, with uh, St. Benedict's mission statement. Um, the first is that um, our mission can be lived out joyfully. Yes. I mean, like that, that doesn't that, that's not self-evident, I guess. I mean, the, the question becomes... No, I mean, I've, I've met lots of people who are living out a mission uh, begrudgingly. And, <laughs> there you go, exactly. And, and they are just super fun to be around <laughs> because everything they do is a chore and everything they do has a, has a good layer of complaint on top of it. And there is this constant sense of, 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 of almost you know, self-martyrdom. Like, well, if I didn't do this, nobody else would. And mm-hmm. and again, they're they're just 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 delightful <laughs> people to, to spend time with and to work alongside. Because all I want to do is turn to them and be like, dude, go go home. Like, if if this is so terrible for you, go away. And and unfortunately, a, a lot of churches we've we've built our organizations on on people who begrudgingly do the things because often we we just kind of need them done and if if good old Mr. so and so is willing to do them well, then we can move on to the next problem mm-hmm. or the next thing that needs to get solved but in the long run we're not doing anybody any favors the, the church isn't getting any healthier for it old Mr. so and so isn't getting any healthier for it the people have to work with them aren't getting any better for it 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 it, it keeps things afloat, but it but it definitely doesn't move anything better. And it's 
I think what's important is there, you know, recognizing that the person, the person, uh, Mr. So-and-so in your example, uh, the person who's, who's doing the mission, who's living out the mission, the thing that needs to get done, but is probably not doing the right thing in the sense that it might be the right thing for the community, but not the right thing for them personally. Yeah. Um, for them, it it, is, it does such a disservice because it, it doesn't build up their, their faith. It does not build up their relationship with God. In point of fact, what it does is it starts to take it down a bit, right? Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you talk in broad strokes about – because, again, this, this statement's pretty for, – for just a handful of words, it's pretty dense. So if the the mission of, of Jesus Christ is to, is to have all of us deepen our relationship with, with him and with God, if it's about um, bringing other people into a relationship with with Christ and with God, and if it's about alleviating the effects of sin in the world around us, and, and you can talk about those as mm-hmm. three separate things, but they're not really three separate things. They're all deeply, deeply interconnected, but they're also big, and, and you can do all of those things in, in a real variety of ways. So you could be attempting to live out the broad strokes mission of, of Jesus Christ, but you're addressing the wrong sliver of that broad strokes mission and it's and it's just it's not a good fit for you it's 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 not bringing you joy it's it's dragging you down and as is often the case it it hampers what's attempting to be accomplished and it's it's negatively impacting the people around you. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Like I think I've in my own life, I've had uh, false starts, if you will, around yeah. mission. Like I can think, and I th- on this podcast, even I, I think I talked once uh, of uh, how one of the men's groups I, I go to. I mean, they were they were uh, the mu- the musician who usually performs was unable to to be present, and I'm like, okay. I will show up with my guitar and I will bang out some chords and we will make this happen. But this is not the thing I am called to in life, right? Like this is not something that that gives me joy. Yes. This is me this is me doing something that filling a gap that needed to be filled. And for that one off, I was happy to to step in there and, you know, do a poor rendition of whatever song I busted out that day. Yeah, yeah. But if this was something I, I felt obliged to do week after week, you could be darn sure I would start dreading yeah. going to church on those mornings because it's not it does not feed my mission. No, and if it doesn't feed yours and it's something so visible like like music, so um, so, with so much experience <laughs> for everybody else. People experienced else. it visually were happier than those who experienced <laughs> it auditorially. <laughs> yeah, so, for, so I just mean it, it's it's something that everyone else is experiencing around you. I, it doesn't take a long time to, to notice that that's, that that's not working for anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and thankfully, or not thankfully, but because it's something like music, that, that tends not to go on for too, too long because it can't. Unless you're in a scenario where you just don't have any other options. Like you have the person who can, you know, hit the two or three chords that they know and your next option is pressing the play button on a on a video, and and uh, in fairness, sometimes that's the better of the two choices, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't feel like it. What was funny is is just before we we started recording this, I was watching some of our own uh, things that bring us joy and, and mission collide. So so the two voices that you're constantly hearing are, are Dan and I, but but Paul over there in the corner. One of the things that bring was bringing Dan joy was taking some some candid shots of us about to record, <laughs> and and Paul are. are our long-suffering uh, tech engineer uh, said that uh, that he got into this to not be on uh, on camera and not be on microphone, and that's why he sits on the the, the computer in the corner. and And that's I mean that's him living out in the, the corner. corner. <laughs> that's him living out his his mission. <laughs> he put his mission in the corner. <laughs> Sometimes missions are in corners, and they're good corners. 
I don't design rooms. <laughs> oh, we made our sound studio, which we were just talking about how great it was, and now seem like it's a penitentiary for Paul. <laughs> he, he's got a good nook in there. Like it's uh, it's nice. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know why. He's, there's, so for those who can't, obviously for those. So those of you who can't, <laughs> for those the, of you, can't everyone see, who's not I'm Dan impressed. and I. <laughs> Uh, the sound studio has uh, it does have a, a nook, and in the nook is Paul, and along with Paul is some gear. But also, there's like this weird '90s stereo that's over there, and I can't. For the, it's got like a tape deck, uh, two tape decks. He's telling me, "Oh, we could be making we could be making blank tapes." I have been in this room <laughs> dozens of times, not knowing that I could be making mixed tapes. Think of how we could hand uh. these these tapes out to people at service. Yes. <laughs> Comfortable with podcasts. Okay, this podcast has to end. We're making some blank tapes <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, let's 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 get back to joy for a second. So we are we want to live out our just for a second. Just for a second. We'll go back to the and we're tapes. making mixtapes. <laughs> but I mean, this is I mean, this is it. I mean, if 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 you are moving in a spot where you say I I want to serve, I want to I want to achieve my mission, and I want to do it joyfully and that's i mean that's the hope i mean that's that's the entire purpose of saint benedict's is they're trying to move you in that direction so i'm assuming you you've crossed the first threshold and you are currently a disciple of some kind um new or 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 along in the tooth and, and now it's time to move into that mission joyfully it's it's how do you go how do you go next because again some of us have been been fueling our missions with with guilt or with with fear, or with or a sense of duty, and, duty. and that can, that's, I think that's got to be the main one, right? I yeah, think it's duty. Like, oh, I gotta do it because if I don't do it, it's just not going to get done. Yeah, and you know, I think just like in, in my yeah. example of doing music, that one day, yeah. I think it's fine to sub in, and I think we should all be willing to to you know step up when there's a gap. No. But what we don't want it to be is is the focus of our of our missionary time. We don't want it to be. The way in which we we, we support on an ongoing way yeah. um, the, the mission of Jesus Christ in the church. Yeah, it, it's it's okay on the temporary, and so you know if 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 you yeah. if you're suddenly called to, to help out in that in that fashion and for a short spirit speed, I would I would absolutely urge you to do it, but yeah. don't make it your thing. No, and one of the tough things about about serving out of this this sense of of begrudged duty is is it. It misses that the thing you're doing because you feel somebody has to um, could be a thing that someone else would do and it would bring them joy and excitement. And that I was, I was reading a, a leadership book by, by Andy Stanley back a while ago and, and he hit on a principle that I thought, oh, I, I have been missing this forever is, is I would often do the work that, that I hated to do. Because I didn't want to give it to somebody else because I saw it as terrible work that nobody else wants to do. So I thought I was doing something good for, for those who I was in a team with because I was holding the, the mm. crud work back. And, and Andy Stanley in this book pointed out rightly that there are, there are people who would love to do the thing you're doing begrudgingly. It's just it, it takes that amount of effort to find that person and to pass it on. That that what what you're doing is not helping anybody and it's hampering the overall mission. It's hurting you. It's denying somebody else an opportunity to live out their mission. Mm-hmm. And and you know it, it borders on um, selfish and or, or at the very least it's it's a poor self awareness. Like it's not, it's not moving things around the way it's supposed to. Yeah. 
So uh, there's there's another angle to this I think that's important to touch on. So one of the things that I often feel called to do is um, I, I'm fairly comfortable in front of a room. And so I, I get tapped a, a number of times or frequently to, to give talks or to, to do presentations. And um, anyways, I gave one not too long ago, a short while ago, and, and I think Paul might might remember the one I'm ref- reflecting on. And for me, I had an off day. Yeah. Like I, I you know, I had there were circumstances around it that made it a difficult time for me to give the talk. And then when I actually showed up, I gave the talk, and it was a big room, right? And and I just I left that com- that that presentation feeling like, man, I did not hit the core points I was trying to communicate. Uh, I I felt like I just was not in the rhythm I usually establish when I when I give a presentation. And for me, it was just frankly a crappy day, like straight up crappy day. And so it was an important thing for me to do because it, it's in line with my mission. But I left feeling frankly really upset about mm. how it had gone. And um, what I think is, what I'm trying to, to, to communicate is, we, we all have crappy days. Yeah. And that does not challenge whether or not we're doing the right thing. And so we might be on mission yeah. and still be having a, a rough time and not, I wasn't feeling much joy that day, Christopher. Yeah. For me, it was not a joy-filled day, no. but it was still probably the right thing for me to be doing. No, but I, I mean, it would border on almost spiritual gluttony to expect that every time you do the thing you're supposed to do, that you get this instant positive feedback loop for it because we're, you know, we're people, we, we have bad days or bad weeks or bad seasons that there's, there's additional layers of stress that make doing even the things that we're good at or called to do hard or, or unpleasant. And, and we should expect that. And, 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 and that's okay. But if it's always hard and unpleasant, if it's always a drudgery, then that that's telling us that we are we are not operating in the in the way that we were put together. I mean, God put us together in incredibly. I mean, we have our, our personality traits. We have the things that that bring us uh, you know passion and excite us. We have our our skill set that can be improved and, and built upon. We have the the spiritual giftedness that we're given, and and somewhere in the middle of all of that is the the specific pieces of the mission of the church that that you know Christ is asking us to move forward and 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 that is a big playing field for people there are lots of things for us to to do within that and um, and and some of them they're going to work really well for us and others are going to work really well for somebody else mm-hmm. and the best thing that we can do is is find the groove that that works for us and and get out of the groove that works for somebody else yeah and not not to let to not to let the um the discontent we might have if we're in the wrong mission yeah. preclude us from actually chasing the right one. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it, it's not about saying, well, God must not be able to make use of me because, look, I tried this one thing and, and it didn't work. Um, I, I must be no good at, at, at whatever. Yeah. It's no. I mean, maybe you weren't put together for that, um, but but there are so many other things that we can be doing there there are so much uh, there's just so much out there and, and and people are too multifaceted to, to try one thing fail and and make it a write-off mm-hmm. uh, so what are some of the things that we might give people what tips in terms of uh, strategies going forward well I mean the first thing is is, is is have a little bit of self-awareness I mean if you are if you are looking around at and seeing other people do things. I mean, what what's the thing that you're seeing that you look at and go, wow, I would just, I would love to try to do that. I would love to try to work with whatever. I mean, again, you can paint with a pretty 
big brush. You could say, you know, I, I'm just I'm really aware of the people around me who are lacking the basic necessities of life. I would love somehow mm -hmm. to address that. Well, that gives you a pretty big, you know, that gives you a pretty big space to play in and figure out what what you can do well or like oh i just it, it lights me up when i see children come and participate in uh in getting to know jesus more again you you're playing in a pretty wide field of how you can do that i mean i've met people who it, it brings them immense joy to do administrative tasks or to to organize things or to uh to do skills that they have at home to you know to to bake or to or to or to craft or uh I mean, there are, there are so many opportunities. So having that some level of self-awareness of what, what brings you even joy thinking about it. So what, I think for me, uh, the first step on, on that path is, yeah. is to, to really begin to understand my mission. Right? Yeah. Like what is it that my mission might be? And I think those are all, everything you're saying is like they're indicators. They're yeah. like, hey, here's a flag that tells you this might be it or this might be it. Your passion here, yeah. your interest here. Those are those are callings, yes, yeah. yeah, right. And those those callings are all signifiers for us to to begin to understand what our mission is, what God yeah. is calling us to to do in life. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that I think a lot of um, a lot of churches should have that we, we typically don't often have is is we we really should be highlighting all of the ministries or all of the opportunities to serve that exist in the entire space. Because again, there—I mean, there are so many different things that we could be would be doing, and and we just may not have awareness of all of them. Uh, I mean, there's everything from again helping in in, uh, in in soup kitchens to to assisting with kids to visiting seniors. I mean, I I've met some people that the idea of spending one-on-one -on -one time, uh, you know, in public settings with with teenagers is the is the most unappealing thing I could have ever asked them to do. Where I've found other people that that brings them so much life and joy and you wouldn't necessarily be able to guess who was who i mean it, it i i have met seniors that just delight in in getting to know teenagers when you would think that that would be a be a mismatch for a variety of reasons but mm -hmm. but it often isn't it's it really is about taking that scatter shot approach that try a bit of everything and again if i could again if i could switch to, to talking to, to church leaders i mean one of the things that's really important is to give give people that freedom to to move and to try and to experience because we are so often trying to fill our ministry holes with any warm body will do because i have a hole in this ministry and what i really need is just someone commit to doing something for a year or in some of my circles, you know, rotating three-year board terms, mm -hmm. and and that's that's a big commitment. If you don't know you want to do it, that's that's hard to get started. I mean, having having some space to, to try things out and to move on and 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 to keep keep searching is is important. Yeah, and, and to your core point, I think your your mission uh, as an individual may or may not be in a building. Like it might no. not happen at a church, a physical parish or, or, or church building like it might be completely out in the world and that might be what where your your gifts are being uh, you know where you're, you're being called to apply your gifts but I think you have to you have to really uh, with intention seek to understand that mission and yeah. I, I think for me the, the first place to go is to prayer yeah I mean you, you need to to sit with God and talk about it and try and understand what he's calling you to. Yeah. I mean, one of the things is, again, it's it's helpful to know is have some level of, of assessment of, of who you are. Because the 
the better you know what skills you have, what what spiritual gifting it seems like you have, what what's um, what personality traits that you have. That I mean, these are all big indicators of what we're being asked to to do. I would love to to be a, to be a musician, but I can't carry a tune. And no matter how hard I've tried, I I do not have the the bass skill to pick up an instrument. And I don't have the and I don't have the the staying power to become at least mechanically good at playing an instrument. That 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 it's just so every now and again when I look at people who are leading in in music or or, or really engaging in music and I look at it, I go, Oh, I really wish that could be me it I take a step back and go, I you know, I can enjoy this and I can I can enter into it a bit, but but I am not put together to be that person and, and I'm okay with that. I, I have different skills and different uh, and different abilities and and to move in that direction, and again, I, the the more honest reflection that we have, the the more time and prayer we have, the the times we talk to people who who see the way we react to things that we're perhaps not aware of, the the better it is for us. I think for me, one of the uh, one of the challenges that um, that you're putting out there is to really have a degree of self understanding. Yeah. And uh, I think there's lots of ways to, to go about achieving that sort of understanding of your gifts and your skills. Yeah. Uh, I, I know uh, my wife and I, we both did uh, Strengths Finders, and that's yeah. something that Divine Renovation um, pushes as, as, as one of those personality tests. And, and it's one that we feel has a lot of, of value. Um, when we did Strengths Finders, Laura and, and I, you know, we really began to understand sort of the interplay of our strengths. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how our callings are obviously very distinctly different. And uh, Laura's in, in, in children's ministry here at St. B. And I would not be well suited to children's ministry here at St. B. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, talk about the opposite of joy. And it would be, for me, it would just be not a good place for my skill set. I would, I would, I would struggle there. Yeah. Uh, but I, I see the joy it, it brings her. And part of the reason she ended up in um, children's ministry was when we did Strengths Finders. Uh, it actually, her outcome, so she had, I can't remember her list of strengths at the moment, but uh, her outcomes was, you know, your strengths would are, are well suited to be a, to being a, a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was like right there in the, in the, in the final report of her strengths finders was, you know, that's the kind of thing you should be working with kids. And that, that innately is what she's always had a, a sense to calling to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there, then it was it was named, right? Yeah. It was named for her yeah. based on her skills, and it was just like, wow, everything's lining up here to indicate that um, yeah, you, that, you that I have the, that I have the raw ability. I yeah. have the I have the innate desire. You know, other people are recognizing that I would probably be pretty good at this, mm-hmm. and and again, it's worth pointing out that that even when you have all of that things, it doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna bat a thousand. That you're gonna be perfect every time you do it. I mean, there's still growth and. Uh, and they're still building your skill set, and they're still encountering new problems and new solutions, and and they and all of that. And there's there's crummy days that you go home and you wonder, is this really worth it? But but still, if you are if you are working in that spot, that is your mission. It should be bringing you that underlying joy. That if you set aside the hard day or the hard week or the difficult conversations you go no i i know that i need to be a part of a ministry like this that this is what brings me the most satisfaction i feel most connected to to christ in the kingdom when i'm doing these things Mm -hmm. and i think part of the challenge for for any of us is when we approach those missions yeah is to be intentional about how we experience them yeah 
you know, some people. I mean, let, let's let's pick something that's fairly um, simple, yeah. simplistic. Uh, someone at, at every church in every city in every country in the world needs to be changing light bulbs. Yeah. And uh, there's two ways you can go about it. You can go about it like, okay, this is just a thing. Or the second uh, way you can go about it is understanding that your maintenance of, of a building, of a space, allows that space to be a place of worship and, and, and celebration of Christ. And yeah. like that light bulb is important. Yeah. And uh, in the absence of that light bulb, this community could not function. Yes. And so you, you have to be intentional about recognizing the things that you're doing, doing if you do them prayerfully yeah. and with the sense of recognitions of, of their importance, no matter how menial it might seem. Yeah. I think it totally can shift your, your perspective on, on, on your ministry work and on your mission. Yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the again, one of the great things is if you're if you're spending time getting to know the people that you interact with in in scripture, one of the things that you, you come away is is knowing how distinctly different some of the people that we interact with are. I mean, some of them are are deep thinkers, some of them are some of them are poets, some of them are are rough around the edges warriors some of them are are are, are blue collar workers some of them are are, are are skilled physicians i mean they're they are all over the gambit mm-hmm. and, and yet they're all being called to a to a singular mission but lived out differently as they've been put together and and that is still that's still the call now that we have this singular mission of 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 growing and sustaining Christ's kingdom of, of bringing more people in of deepening our own faith of alleviating that the suffering that we see because of sin but we but we go about it differently because we've been made differently so let's say you've got a sense now that you, you've understood that you've got a mission you've got some sense of what it is you've got some sense of your of your skills and your understanding of, of how your skills fit with that mission um, what's next well, the next part is probably just to do it. I mean, to to go out there and and joyfully live out your mission, as opposed to joyfully be satisfied in sitting down, knowing what your mission is. That to to actually spend some time doing it, and and then reassessing how it's going, and yeah. and making sure that uh, that this is working for you and and for the people around you. But 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 most of us can't achieve our mission if probably none of us can achieve our mission comfortably seated all the time that that it requires a going out there and doing it and uh, are you saying that my mission might not be to sit down no probably <laughs> not no, no. Well, there's lots of work that happens at desks but not <laughs> but again but the like, actual act of sitting isn't my mission it's probably not your mission no 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 well that's it's kind of a cool thing when you think about it like there isn't i think a soul on earth that isn't called to some mission absolutely and so you know, if you're listening, you have a mission. Yeah. And do you understand what it is yet? Have you truly wrestled with it? Yeah. Because God is calling you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the knock is there. And, you know, are, are, are you sitting down? Because the opportunity is to, to stand up and, and answer. Yeah, and that's right. And really understand what it is and then to go out and do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think for me, uh, in my, my own personal journey, I think my mission has uh, shifted over the years. Do you sure. think it's fair to say that? that we can our our mission or the thing we're called to changes i imagine the way that you carry out your mission changes but i bet if you really sat down and looked at it about all of the things that you did i bet you would find that they are underlyingly fairly similar that it, that i bet you're gravitating towards things where you you are are speaking and talking and teaching and guiding and leading that 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 seems to be where your your skill set and desire lies and where that's probably been in different spaces and different and different um, leadership roles i I bet 
bet I bet you would see a a, a trail through and saying, yeah, I, I, I'm carrying similar skill sets. I'm not saying it's not possible for a person to be doing vastly different things constantly. I just think that generally speaking, you you land in a in a zone. I don't want to pigeonhole people by mm -hmm. any stretch of the imagination, but you know, because some of us are more more you know more multifaceted than others. But but I mean, I think that I think your underlying drive is is probably pretty similar. Just how you how you use it changes. It's, I think a lot of the things that, that we do, and certainly in my life, a lot of the things that I've done have uh, been disconnectedly in support of mission. Yeah. So if I can clarify what I mean there. Um, so for most of my life, I've had to draw a paycheck from a job that would be completely unrelated yeah. to to my quote unquote mission. Yeah. Right? Uh, these aren't the things I'm called to do, but you know, I, I sell tents on the way to Damascus because, uh, you know, I need to be able to afford to eat and to feed my family, and yeah, yeah. then also to live out my mission. It, it, the mission, I, I guess, at least in my life, hasn't necessarily been my full time job. No, and and wouldn't be for most people. I I mean, to think that the only way that you can successfully live out your mission is by by getting a, a vocational paycheck through through a faith organization doesn't I mean it's impossible for it to work that way it doesn't even have to be created connected to a faith organization yeah. though right a lot of even in your examples yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean there's things that, that could be mission missionary yes, sorry, yeah, and, yeah. and not be directly tied to, to faith right so comforting of the poor yeah for instance yeah lots of good NGOs out there that are completely secular absolutely that's right so you don't have to that's right that's exactly it so you don't have to be uh, employed by an agency doing your mission, you can find that you're you're doing it alongside of of your of your of your job or your career. And then again, that that will be true for far more people than it than it's not true for. That that your 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 work, I hope, is bringing you some level of joy. But but most people, uh, their their work and their mission may be be somewhat disconnected. Do you think all of our missions have um, like our, our true missions? Yeah. Do you think that all are directly connected to uh, the mission of Jesus Christ? Oh, that is a that is a deep and interesting question. I I suppose um I I, I mean that said there I mean there are a lot of people that are that are never going to get to a spot where they they intentionally or deliberately acknowledge Christ in their lives and may find that they are still gravitating towards doing the things that they were they were ultimately designed for and that makes sense in the great providence of God and and that they're still designed to, to operate in that way um, I mean my my sense of faith would would say that perhaps they could enter into that um, more deeply with a with a connection to Christ but but again I mean if 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 we're talking about that combination of personality, skills, and spiritual gifts, if you never come to a point in faith, you still have two out of three of that of that set. You still have your personality traits and your skills. It would it would make sense that you would still gravitate towards the things that you're being called to. And 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 again, it now now that I'm talking out loud and thinking as I speak, um, thinking of people who are who are late in their lives that that come to faith, they just they pivot what they've been doing all their lives and. Um, and bring it towards Christ. I mean, I'm thinking of a couple of uh, of, uh, of of secular musicians who have who have come to Christ and then taken a big pivot into into helping develop um, mm, yeah. worship and, and creation because their their whole life experience is not somehow wasted. It was it was moving them in that in that direction. Public speakers are are very much the same uh, are in the same vein. And again, people who have had 
compassion. I mean, some people have compassion for the poor among us long before they have any faith. And it's, it's by working in that, that they, they end up in a space of faith. So yeah, absolutely. It's interesting. So, uh, the, uh, JP2 media, so John Paul two yeah. uh, media Institute, uh, we have a small team of staff, uh, including Paul in the, in the corner. <laughs> so including Paul in the corner, we have a small staff team, but we also have people who, who um, volunteer their time with us. And those have come in different ways and at different times, uh, with different intensities. Um, but I'm always, uh, impressed that uh, like at an organization like JP2 Media, which is a, a not-for-profit, a, a legally incorporated charity, um, we need things like lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> and so we knew we, we need lawyers, right? And we've been so lucky and so blessed with people who have taken their their life experience, the things that, you know, their skills, their gifts, and they've applied them to, to the mission of, of JP2 Media, which is certainly the mission of, of the church, which is to make disciples. And and so I, I think we, we can see in reality, like I've, I've witnessed, you know, yeah. some of these amazing people who've contributed what would normally be considered secular skill sets to uh, to a religious mission that is so important that we couldn't, frankly, without lawyers, you know, JP2 Media wouldn't be around. Like yeah. it's just, we need contracts. And yeah. so... Uh, there's a, a wonderful opportunity, I think, for your applying your, your skill sets and your gifts and uh, your, your secular experience into uh, the missionary realm. And some of those things aren't obvious. No. Not a lot, a lot, a lot of lawyers wouldn't even know that, you know, JP2 Media needs you know, legal representation on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, but there's a need there and a calling for it. And that's just one small example that uh, yeah. of how we can apply those outside skills to really what is Jesus' mission. Yeah. I don't think there are any wasted skills. I don't think there are any wasted, um, any wasted traits that, that, put in the right direction in the right ways are absolutely able to afford the, the mission of Christ. Absolutely. So for you, Christopher, do you feel like your mission's been a straight shot from, from youth to, to adulthood? Oh, not, not even a little bit. Um, but, but on that same sense, I, I mean, I've gravitated around it. So I've, I've thought about, um, as I, as I move towards ministry, the type of mission I'm on, I mean, I, I thought for periods of time, well, maybe I want to be in, in, in drama or in writing or, or, or in an education field that, that I've thought about those things. And I, and I've, you know, I, I schooled for some of those things and, and I use those, like that's, that's part of who I am. And it's part of my personality that I, that I gravitate towards things that we're doing right now and and i would probably do something like this radio and mixtapes radio and mixtapes that's right <laughs> yeah that's just, just what i like and and that's just that's that's been the way it is it's it's just again it's it's part of the way i've, I've been put together but i i have found that that the the discontent that i felt in my life almost always happens when i'm i'm attempting to use the skills and and abilities and giftedness that god gave me to use directly in ministry in self-serving ways, and every time I've attempted to to, to kind of go off mission, that that's been that's been a struggle for me, or or vice versa. When I've begrudgingly picked up uh, things within the within a, a faith system that I'm not I'm not very good at, but somebody had to do them. Any yep. any you know any warm body would do that. They just drag me down so much, and 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 have impacted my faith in, in really hard ways. That that sometimes uh, I'm thinking now when I was in a in my late high school into almost into university, I was I was serving in a couple of spots in my church with um, with uh, with some kids ministries that were just it was just out of my 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 skill and desire set that 
that it almost crippled me. Like it just, it, it made me so question why I was bothering to do this because this is so terrible. Um, that yeah, that it was a hard, it was a hard recovery, and that's and you know that's that's what happens when you you serve begrudgingly. And the other, uh, what I'm feeling very convicted about in yep. this conversation is not appreciating the contributions of other people who are, you know, living out their mission. I think yep. it's so easy just to take for granted the things that you know people do yep. in, in service to their church, their community, to Christ. And I think when we're not, when those things go unrecognized. Yeah. That then we cannot feel like they're valued, yeah. right? And so I, I'm feeling convicted that you know, straight up, I think the opportunity here is when this podcast is over, Christopher. Yeah, I'm going to send a couple emails on my phone. Yeah, and I'm going to just you know, a couple people who are doing perhaps menial tasks. Yeah, yeah, not not very public ones. Yeah, but just appreciating what they're doing in 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 the mission of yeah. of. Uh, of our community, yeah. I think it's an important thing. And I would urge you, Christopher, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm challenging you. Challenge. I want you to send some emails with me at the same time. Okay. Will you do that? I just may do that. Yeah, <laughs> it's feeling good. No, but I mean, it's true. I mean, we live in a climate that snows. I mean, there are people who, they get to the they get to the church building long before I do, and they are clearing out the the spots that plows can't get to. They're yeah. in there with shovel and salt, and they are making sure that that works because they feel called to it. They, they feel it's important, that it's part of their mission. And, and the more we acknowledge that and the more we uplift that, the, the better and celebrate it, the better yeah. it is for everybody. Yeah, it, it, it's a win-win, right? Because we, it, people, when they feel recognized, they recon, they can see that other people see the value in the, in the thing that they're living out. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, you know, as Christians, we, we should be there to support yeah. each other through all of those things, yeah. however great or small. Yeah. So I, I just want to say that if you are, if you are currently serving in something – that uh, that brings you joy, um, but is but has not been recognized. I, I want to say thank you, and and Dan is definitely saying thank you. I'm that, saying that, thank that, you that we are we are appreciating it. On the flip side, if you have been doing something that is not and hasn't ever been bringing you joy, uh, as much as I can, I, I'm telling you to get out of it. Like I permission to release it to to let somebody else to let somebody else take it on even if there isn't an obvious somebody else who's going to do it because in the long run it's it's going to be better for you and 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 for whom whatever organization you're serving yeah and trust that god will fill it that's right i mean like god will call the right person to that role yeah you've just got to give them the space that's right uh so this has been a great conversation we've talked about you know understanding your mission living it out joyfully uh, understanding your skills and how they fit with your mission and finally just to be courageous and to to do it take action uh, Christopher, if people want to find more of you, where should they hunt you down? Uh, why don't you look for me at uh, on Twitter, uh, at Topher D. Drew. All right. My name is Dan O'Rourke. You can find me at Dan O'Rourke on Twitter. Also, all things Divine Renovation are on the Divine Renovation website, divinerenovation.net. We also have a Facebook page. So do a quick search for Divine Renovation on Facebook and you'll, you'll find us there. Give us a like because we need to grow that page. It's it's still brand spanking new. And so it's just in its infancy. Uh, we uh, we also have a, a Patreon campaign, which uh, Paul uh, will will make better. Uh, he's looking at me like, are you kidding? I'm in the corner. That's not my mission. Uh, true enough, Paul, true enough. Uh, but we hope that you might feel called to support us financially. These podcasts and all the work of the Divine Renovation Ministry only happen through the generous and kind donations of uh, of many Christians all over the world. And we hope that uh, we've provided some value to you and to others listening. Uh, with that said, Christopher, uh, we were supposed to plan out our goodbye as we do on these podcasts every time. Uh, so I I think what we'll do is we'll get Paul to shout goodbye from the far side of the room on the count of three. One, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye, Paul. Bye, Paul. <laughs> <laughs>